Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Fijian and Drua make a winning start on home soil. It's finals time for the Papua New Guinea Hunters. And the Pacific Games Council explains why Samoa will play host in 2019. But first, it's back to the future for Manu Samoa after Fuima Ono Titimaya Tafua was appointed head coach through to the 2019 Rugby World Cup. He replaces Namalaulu Lama Idemir, who resigned last month after the team fell short of automatic qualification. Fuima Ono previously coached Samoa from 2009 until 2011 and says he has the experience to get the team moving forward again. I think uh, the only problem at the moment is the, the trust between the coaches and the players. You know, there are some, uh, there are some players that are going the other way and... Uh, the coaching and uh, other players come the other way. So that's why we, we ju- just want to bring together. And uh, I think we need uh, our players to trust their management and the management to trust their players. That's the first thing we'll have to. And, and so you're confident that the players will trust you and that they will back you and that you have the answers to, oh, I yes, guess, first and yes. foremost, get As the I team qualified? That, uh, I've been doing this before. So it's, it's not a problem to do this, uh, sir. And... Uh, Dickie, during your previous tenure as Samoa coach uh, up to the 2011 World Cup, what did you learn from that experience? We learned some of the mistakes that uh, we've been done in the 2011 is uh, doing our selections. But uh, all the mistakes we were doing in the past, that's, uh, that's, what, that's where we learn uh, some of the good things. You know, mis- making mistakes, it's good for, uh, you know. Obviously, there's a, a lot of frustration in Samoa with the performances in, in recent months or the last year. Um, you know, at the very least, people expected Samoa to get one of the two Pacific qualifying spots automatically. So, um, what are your feelings on the frustration that a lot of Samoan rugby fans, both in Samoa and around the world, are feeling? Yes. If you look at the support of the of the island, they all uh, rugby is one of the you know uh, the sports that they all uh, look up. So, so the, at the moment, the support from the country is not uh, 100% at the moment. So what we want to do is just to improve uh, some of the areas that we need to improve so that uh, they can start the support to, to start the support from our country. Can we expect many changes in the squad for the end of year tour that you select? Um... Well, well, yes, yes. We'll try to bring in some new blood into the squad. But uh, I think uh, it will happen in the next four weeks, four to six weeks. If you could, if you if you have time, uh, in just uh, my word, if you have time, four to six to four weeks, and then call back, then you will uh, see what's uh, what's being improved from the mistakes that have been uh, done before. There's obviously a lot of experienced players that are based overseas that have been a part of the squad. Um, do you feel there's a part to play for the local players? Do you feel that they have the ability to step up and be competitive in the international game? We, we are still uh, selecting the best ever best players available to, uh, to represent Samoa. Besides that, if you have a local and uh, overseas players and it's only one and a half or one or two percent difference, so we'd rather take the local just to uh, expose to expose them up to the level. 
And, uh, and Dickie, the lack of, at the moment, is the exposure of our local players. Dickie, what would you say to some people that might think that because you've done the job before and and because you're obviously still heavily involved locally in Samoan rugby, they they might think that this appointment of you as head coach again is not going to change much. Uh, you know, you know the problem is that uh, I'm not saying that this is wrong, this is right. What I'm saying is just to wait for another couple of uh, just a couple of months, and then you'll see what's that. You, you can, as, as I said, that call back in the next four weeks, and then you'll know the difference. That's the Manu Samoa rugby coach Fuimo Ono Titimaya Tafua. Discipline remains a concern for the Fijian Indrua, despite beating the New South Wales Country Eagles to climb to second place in the Australian National Rugby Championship. The Indrua prevailed 31-14 in their first home match in Singatoka at the weekend, running in five tries to one to build on their maiden victory away to Melbourne Rising. Despite the flattering scoreline, head coach Senarusi Siru Vakula says they still have a lot to learn. Uh, exciting every week and uh, it's a challenging every week uh, playing against uh, this team from uh, Australia and it's big learning uh, for me as a coach and uh, and for the players also. What have you noticed in these first three games about you know the the differences? Uh, this is obviously a domestic competition uh, with with the uh, you know provincial sides in Australia, but um, it, you know the bulk of the squad, as you say, have competed with you in Fiji Warriors level at, against the likes of Argentina, A, Samoa, etc. Or when you've gone to Uruguay, countries like that. What, what, what's, what's different when you play these matches? There's a lot of uh, positive we we learn from each game, and uh, and uh, it's a, new, a good experience for the boys playing against these uh, NRC team from Australia because of the, a lot of uh, this team they they fielded a lot of super rugby players and. Uh, and some Wallabies, like we play in the first game against Brisbane City. And uh, it lifted uh, the players, uh, the, uh, the, the understanding of the game, and, uh, and they get uh, some uh, experience from playing against these, uh, these guys. As uh, the standard here in Fiji, is, uh, the rugby is, uh, is, is too low, and, uh, and they lifted from provincial end to the Warriors, but this is a new level altogether, playing in the NRC competition. It's, it's tougher every week, and also uh, it's new that uh, the competition goes for eight weeks. So players' management, there's an impact in that, and there's a lot of a new, new experience for everyone. Yeah, I imagine that ability to play week after week, and if you have a bad game or you have some things that you want to fix, you've got the chance to do it seven days, eight days later sort of thing. You know, sometimes in a short tour or short tournament, you don't always have a lot of time to build and grow like that. And also the, the way we, we train, it, it's different back here in Fiji. That Here in Fiji, we train from Monday to, to Friday. Uh, the boys uh, from this level, uh, that we, we normally have a Wednesday off and uh, so that the body recuperate and... Uh, and uh, playing on a Saturday and try and maintain that combination on on the on the following week, and uh, but the stages is tough, but it's it's a new new experience for us, and uh, and now we start to feel the, the taste of it, and then we understand what to do in the every week. Yeah, no, I mean on the scoreboard, thirty-one fourteen against the you know New South Wales Country Eagles, it, it sounds quite emphatic. Um, how how did you find it? A win is a win. <laughs> it's our first home game here in Fiji, and uh, and we really need that, uh, especially playing against uh, uh, the, the Eagles. They were the uh, they played the final last uh, last year, so 
it's it's going to be tough again this week. It's going to be tough again playing uh, Perth. Spirit is, is there, the reigning champion, and uh, it's a tough competition. And and we're very privileged uh, for Australia Rugby and for to inviting us in this competition. And uh, and where do you still want improvement from your players? Uh, the coaches are never happy, of course. There's always some things you want to work on. So what have you seen that you know as this team continues that the areas you can improve in? Yeah, the main uh, area that we're working on is our discipline. Because sometimes the players are just carried away, and uh, and the game is uh, is is fast. Uh, we just need to work on on our discipline uh, on the field for the 80 minutes. It's how we defend and how we attack, and and the boys have to understand in those different uh, parts of the, the ground where we, they have to work uh, as a team. Most area that we're working on at the moment is, is maintaining discipline. Discipline is a uh, we, we can't be affording in this competition uh, uh, dishing out the uh, yellow cards and, and really cost us if we're playing a better team. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously we had the incident in the first game with the red card yeah. and, the, and the long suspension, but how, how many cards across the first three games is it now? Uh, the yellow cards is uh, one red card and uh, now it's the... It's four, four yellow cards, four yellow cards for the, these three games. That's the Indrua coach, Senarusi Sira Vakula. Excitement is building in Papua New Guinea with the PNG Hunters just one game away from winning a maiden Queensland Cup rugby league title. The minor premiers had the weekend off as Sunshine Coast defeated the Redcliffe Dolphins in the preliminary final to earn the right to take on the Hunters this Sunday at Suncorp Stadium. Head coach Michael Marum says the players are feeling well-rested ahead of the biggest game in their short history. Over the past three years, you probably, you know, no one expected us to come this far. So, you know, to, to get into the minor premiership and then win the final, uh, maybe semi-final, get into the grand final area of the other teams, big achievement for us. There's another football game coming up, uh, which is only 80 minutes away. So, I mean, 80 minutes of football, so we can uh, add on to that long list of history, uh, history year. So, you know, definitely and the boys are going out there with all their mind clear and what to uh, expect from the Falcons and, you know, do well for the country. Do you feel under pressure as a team, you know, so much expectation from the country, how much they love rugby league and, uh, you know, to win this game or what? what's your sort of mindset going into it? Probably uh, a lot of uh, expectations from the, uh, uh, everyone up here, you know, they, you know, they always want us to win. But uh, the good thing is, uh, you know, we probably rated as underdogs, uh, you know, uh, favourite uh, uh, Falcons. Uh, they, they're the favourites for the uh, title, but, you know, that's what we, we want. Uh, uh, and the boys have been preparing well so far. Uh, it's all stuck together, and no one's getting out of himself, doing stuff on his own. But, and uh, it's more of a team uh, uh, effort, everyone putting into it. Even the players that are not part of the squad, but they're still travelling. Big feeling uh, in camp, yeah. Do you tell the players to just keep on doing what they've done all season or, you know, when it's a grand final, can you treat it the same way as, as every other game or is it different and you have to treat it yeah, that no, way? Yeah, no, we understand it's going to be a, a totally different game, grand final only, uh, as, as you know it, but uh, we want to treat uh, this game as any other game, meaning putting no pressure on the players and, you know, going out there and playing their best football. So, you know, if they can uh, play their best football all throughout the 80 minutes, and that's all we ask for. So there shall be come at the end. So, uh, and that's what we we've been uh, talking about all years. 
And uh, Sunshine Coast, there's a, a bit of a rivalry there, although they've had the better of it in recent times. You've only played once this season. Sunshine Coast did you pretty good in that game. And, of course, last year you beat them very very heavily in the final round of regular season. And then the next week they toppled you over for your first loss in Port Moresby last year. So there's a, a bit of a history there, and, and they've had the edge on you recently. Yeah, no, that's something we won't forget. Uh, and coming up here second week in a row and beating us up in, uh, in front of our own fans, that was... Uh, one game I, I never probably never forget. Uh, we played them uh, eight times. All throughout since 2014, we won four. Uh, they won four, so you know we 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 equal or not that we got. Uh, we won one away. Uh, they won one away. So yeah, so you know uh, it all comes down that to uh, uh, how we we turn up Sunday and, and uh, approach this uh, very important game here. Yeah. That Melbourne Storm influence is very strong at the club. Uh, their, their coach uh, is involved with the Storm's under-20 side. Uh, they've obviously got a number of players that are contracted to the Storm, including, of course, uh, Justin Olam, who was one of your key players last year and has obviously been in great form for them this season as well. I think he was named Winger of the Year. So uh, that Storm influence is really strong, isn't it? That's going to be hard to combat. That's right. Yeah, yeah they've, they've got a lot of experience along uh, around the park. You know, Justin's going to be... Uh, to us, so we expect a big game from them. Uh, but you know, we want to focus on our own game. Okay, what we need to do in defence and attack, uh, and I'm positive we can uh, produce a better result here. And uh, Michael, um, obviously you've got this match on Sunday to focus on, but uh, you know it's a big you know period ahead for rugby league in the country because on Saturday the uh, PNG face the Australian Prime Minister's 13 in that annual clash. So a number of top players coming uh, to the country to play in that game. The the women's side are playing against the Gillaroos as well. Um, and then, of course, the World Cup itself has been touring the country and thousands of fans have been coming out um, to, to, to view the trophy as they get ready for these matches, uh, home matches in the World Cup coming up very soon as well. So uh, there's a lot happening. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, rugby league happening. Uh, I mean, international rugby league, we're we starting off this weekend. we got the five minutes, 13 matches. You know, the women's, Gillaroos, uh, and, and also the uh, our Orchids, also the under-16s. We've got the uh, uh, championships just done last weekend. So, you know, it's all happening. The World Cup at the end of it. So, you know, everyone's excited. You know, I think, uh, you know, there'll be a, a big crowd watching uh, at the stadium Saturday. Uh, but there'll also be a, a big crowd around television, so, uh, screens all around the country, uh, remote areas, uh, come Sunday afternoon here. Yeah, now, you talked about a number of flights being put on and a number of fans travelling to Brisbane for the Hunters match. How, how many fans are you expecting there uh, supporting the PNG side? Uh, there's a lot of people still trying to get in Australia. There's no more flights. I think all the flights have been booked out. So if any or the airline companies probably put on another four or five flights, they'll be all full. But, uh, you know, we, we just concentrate on our preparation and the supporters probably concentrate on how they get there and uh, support us here. Michael Maram. Samoa has less than two years to prepare for the Pacific Games after being announced as the host nation. Tonga was to host the Games until July, but their government pulled out, saying they could not afford to host them. It had been a two-horse race between Samoa and Guam for the hosting rights, but a budget agreement between Guam's governor and the legislature could not be met in time. The Pacific Games Council's chief executive, Andrew Minogue, told Jamie Tahana that Samoa was left as the only capable choice. Why Samoa? Well, they put in a, an expression of interest that met all of the criteria that we set out. Um, they were the only country that was able to tick all of the boxes that we asked for, and so the decision in the end um, was quite a straightforward one. 
for our executive board. And I guess the most important thing that they had in their in their proposal was the full and unequivocal support, including financial support uh, from the government. Um, and that I think was the the most uh, a decisive factor in in the decision. And what are those criteria? What are those boxes that they managed to tick? Well, we we wanted to know when the games were going to be held, the dates, um, the number of sports that they'd be able to host. Um, We also wanted to know the per diem or the the levy that they charge on uh, all athletes and officials coming to the games. We wanted to know what venues they had and the state of completion of venues and whether refurbishments or constructions needed to be done, the government support, which I talked about earlier. Um, They were all the things that we were looking for uh, to be addressed in the expression of interest proposal. And Samoa was able to to complete all of those those steps uh, very efficiently and successfully. It's only a year and a half or so until the Games begin. There's not much time to prepare, is it? No, and essentially a process like this was really trying to find who amongst our members, you know, had a number of the facilities already in place, had some experienced people who have delivered events recently. And I think in Samoa's favour is the fact that they had the Games 10 years ago, 2007, and the Commonwealth Youth Games in 2015, uh, just two years ago. And a lot of the people that have been involved in those two big events are still around running sports federations and so on. So they were looking for a very capable pair of hands and I think they've proven to be that and um, that's what's going to be needed as you said we've only got uh, less than two years before the games will actually take place. Yeah as you say they've got all the facilities and officials and such there anything they'll need to do in preparation for the Pacific Games? I think they'll need um, some refurbishments of some of the venues most of them are in very good shape but there's a few that that do need some work and I, I believe they have an agreement um, with the Chinese government for some um, some refurbishment work. I think the biggest task they have is um, <clears throat> just putting the people together, the team who are going to deliver the games. You know, we're going to have to get a CEO and a board and staff who are, you know, possibly working in other jobs now or have to find the time within their within their current jobs to all sort of come together and, and, and put a delivery team in place. That'll be the biggest challenge, I think. But um, as I said, there's a lot of experienced people there and, and we think they're, they're up to the challenge. So you're confident we're well on track for a successful Games here? I believe so. I believe so. That's Andrew Minogue speaking with Jamie Tahana. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.